Hello, everyone. Welcome to our Wednesday Q&A. I'm Eric Griffin, president of ITM Trading. With me, I have Lynette Zhang, our chief market analyst. And for those of you who don't know or are tuning in for the first time, we take your questions that you submit to us at questions at itmtrading.com. And we ask them live here on the screen. And these, these have not been seen by Lynette. So any answer that she gives you is going to be completely uh, organic and uh, unrehearsed. Yes. All right. So Richard H. asks, Lynette, if the gold price went up as high as 50000 what would be your strategy? Trade it, in, uh, trade it in for the going price of fiat currency, sit on it, buy something, pay off debt. What's your thoughts? What would you do? 50K, gold goes to 50K tomorrow. It's obviously it's, an indication of something, right? Right. But what, right. what do you do? What's, your, what's step number one? Okay. Well, number one, when it goes to 50,000 or 50 trillion, it doesn't really matter because that's just the nominal price. It's because the currency is imploding and has no value. So the only reason why I would convert it into the fiat currency would be to pay off a mortgage or to pay off debt, which I don't really carry debt. So, but it would be, or to buy something that I could only do with fiat, right? So you have to understand what the indication is when it goes to that level. Uh, let's see, sit on it. Well, I would, I would actually continue to hold my gold if there was nothing that I needed or wanted to convert it into. But yeah, I, I would convert it into income producing assets because when that happens, right now you have gold here, but you have the income producing assets severely overvalued. That'll flip flop. So I would probably be doing all of the above that you're asking. You know, I would trade it in for the going price of fiat if I needed to, to pay off a mortgage or debt or something like that. Other than that, uh, or buy something with it. Other than that, yes, I would sit on it. And, and I can tell you that prior to be seeing the direction that we were going in with, with programmable money, the central bank digital currencies, um, I had intended to convert more of my gold into the new currency. But because uh, that is completely pro programmable money, I will, I'll need it for my tool of barter, but I will convert as I need it rather than any kind of lump sum because I would much rather sit in gold than sit in, in, in a centrally controlled currency. Yeah. For sure. Well, especially one that once they do that, where they can go as negative as they want. If they go cashless, then they can go as negative on the interest rates they want. Eroding your principal is only going to be good for gold, right? So exactly. So exactly. the net net of that is hold it until you actually need to do something. You're not going to just convert all of it into fiat because right. it went to fifty thousand. Right. Like to try to make a, you know, uh, money on it or something. Exactly. <clears throat> yeah, because a trillion times zero is still zero. Yeah. Well, and if it goes to fifty thousand, there's no. It could be we could be in a hyperinflationary environment where now exactly. it's going to go to a hundred thousand or hundred and fifty thousand or a million or a trillion, trillion, like you said. Or, yeah. And so then you're in a situation where if you traded it in, you you would be in a worse off situation. Absolutely. All right. Well, Will R asks, how many weeks of cash should I have on hand stored to live during the reset? Well. You, you do need a certain level of cash because that's still the most, people will recognize that the most. However, 
Um, it's not, you, there's only a certain level and you really need to talk to us because everybody's circumstance is a little different to determine how much it is. There's not really one big blanket answer for that, but you only need a certain level initially after that it's worthless anyway. So, so then you want barterable silver. Right. So real quick though, cause we get this question a lot and I don't want to step over it in too general, well, but in general, let's just say as a general blanket statement, how many, how many months do you generally recommend comfortably that somebody should have in well, cash living wise? Like I know probably it's like, no more than three. Three months. Yeah. So three months living expenses in cash. Yeah. And in your possession somewhere. Correct. Close by. Correct. Okay. So then you were going to say then after you have that position, then you're then you're in more in like barterable silver that's easy to convert, something like that. Exactly. Exactly. And barterable gold because it depends on what you're trying to accomplish. Because even if you have your property paid off, you're still going to have to pay the property taxes and, and different things. And hopefully nobody has any health issues. But if they are, you know, food is the biggest issue and then medicine is the second biggest issue. So you want to make sure that you're covered. And people will at least initially recognize the cash first but that'll go away pretty quickly. So I have personally, I have about three months worth of cash. I don't need more than that because I know whatever I have is gonna go to zero anyway. So in the beginning of a reset or hyperinflation, right. liquidity is gonna be a key factor. Absolutely. And Bill Gross just did an article um, that I saw, I just used it. So you've got the links on our blog, uh, but- Do you remember what video it was in? Cause that's... Uh, I think the one yesterday. Okay. So, okay, so the video that would have been June 1st on our YouTube, if you click in the description, go to the link to the blog, you'll find it there. Right. And he was talking about, you know, who the real bond kings and queens are, but they are starting to lose control. We can see it. I know there's a question there on the repo market. We Don't, can you're not supposed to look at them in advance. Well, I'm gonna block them. <laughs> well, I don't look at them until I'm, they're right in front of my face. <laughs> and I don't usually even look down, but I did. I'm sorry. I did. No, it's okay. God. It was a joke. I was messing. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but but I personally hold about three months worth of cash. And keep in mind that I don't really care when it goes to zero. I don't look at that as any kind of store of value. I just look at that as initially my barter position. But my real barter position is in the silver and gold barterable fractionals, et cetera. Right, 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 right. Because if something goes down like what we're talking about, then the banks are likely to not be able to provide you with the cash. There'll be runs on the bank. So you got to get your cash. You got to have a cash position now because well, you need to be able to have that in your hands so that if you right. when you need it, it's there. And, and the other thing is because I don't think they're going to do completely away with cash. I think that as they indicated, the IMF, International Monetary Fund, indicated in lots of previous papers that we've talked about, because if they went in and just took cash away, then people are going to be up in arms. Why are they taking the cash away? But if they can get you to volunteer giving up your cash, which we've had this conversation too, so many stores, so many businesses don't want to accept cash anymore because of or they make it harder, they make it more expensive to pay with cash through the retailers, right? Because the exactly. fee, they make the fees at the bank so high. 
But don't you think, though, just going on a little bit of a tangent on that conversation, don't you think, though, that if maybe they start that way, right? Because ultimately, if they allow cash in the system, then then it's super easy for people to escape from their from their um, abilities to control you with the central bank digital currencies, right? Not not new cash. So the what we're talking about right now, to my knowledge, they have not yet put the chips in the cash. But this is definitely something that they've talked about putting chips in the cash that would be um, devalued at the same rate and at the same time that they impose the negative rates. So you may have a dollar bill, but by the time you either go to use it or redeposit it, maybe it'll only be, you know, they'll only accept half, you know, so 50 cents worth. So in that case, if they have that in there so that they're still controlling, it's still programmable money. Right, if they've right. got the chip in there, okay. because that's what the digital currency is. It's programmable it's money, time stamped. Right. The only thing that it wouldn't do, though, I though, if it's programmable money, I don't even know that what I'm going to say is true. To be perfectly honest with you, is cash gives you a certain level of anonymity. Right. I mean, that was the problem for them in the beginning of this whole experiment with gold. It gave it gave the public a level of control and power, because if you didn't like what the government was doing, you would just convert those Federal Reserve notes into gold and pull the gold out of the banking system, creating restrictions around them. So the cash does the same thing. But because of technology, they can embed those chips in the new currency, then if you got like the, the cash that I have outside of the system is classified as cash in the wild because it doesn't have the chip in there. And so they can't then um, impose negative rates on the cash. But the new cash that they would come out with so that you and I did not realize that anything had changed would have the chip in it that they could then program and probably even track. And then make the imagine. old cash, the cash that's in the wild, like you have to turn it in by a certain date or it's, or it's no longer valid, used. Right. 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 I could see that. Yeah, absolutely. But they'd still let you have the cash so you wouldn't think anything had changed. And, you know, this or whole Or they just go period. down the path of saying, okay, you know, now, now that we've got this central bank digital currency, it's so much more convenient. The cash is dirty. People are less using it. They're not adopting it. Let's just, you know, it's costing us too much money to print this money. We don't need it anymore. Let's, we're just going to get rid of it. Yeah. Well, you know, I was there in 1971. And I was not. I know. <laughs> I know. But I remember we used to, believe it or not, have... 500, 1,000, 5,000, and $10,000 bills. And I remember one time I was, you know, I was pretty young, but I had, somebody had come to give my father 12 $1,000 bills. And I was the only one home. And I had just gotten out of the shower. I wasn't even putting that money down to change my clothes. So I sat on the family room sofa in my bathrobe waiting till he got home. To give yeah, him that was a that, lot of money. Oh, that was, that was like almost a year. That was like a year's average year's salary. No, it was more than an average year's salary. Average salary back then was like nine thousand ninety five hundred bucks. So twelve thousand was more than a year's salary. But they didn't. 
um, they didn't demonetize those larger bills. It's just that when somebody deposited them, they never went back out into the system. Hmm. So even today, they're not demonetized. If you have them, you could still use them and pay for things hmm. at face value, but there are so few of them out in the public domain that they have more value as a collectible than they do at face value. So I think that's more the way that they would do it because the last thing they want is for you to understand their game. It's the last thing that they want. So they want you to volunteer. Okay, I gotta, I've got to deposit this in because I have to pay you know, a, my utility bill or whatever. And then you go to get cash out. They'll give you cash, but it'll now have the chip in it. Hmm. I, I think that's well, gonna more be interesting. Likely. That's for it sure. Is. I, it is. We could not be living in more interesting times, in my opinion. All right. So Marty S. asks, what would likely happen to my wife's 401k? She does not plan on retiring for four more years. Is there any way to protect this investment? So he's talking specifically during like a, a reset. Or, or even with what we're going through, you know, right now, because we've already begun the reset. Uh, but well, hold on. So we, we talked about this and and being being more clear because a lot of yeah. people. So because a lot of you guys tune in is, and you're new right. to the channel and I'm like sorry. so we right. we've talked about this before to help to try to help make you guys understand better what she means when she says that because when she says oh, we're already walking through the reset. She's not talking about the actual moment in time when they lop off all the zeros right. and, you know, make $1,000 worth $10 or $100 by lopping or off $1. the zeros, right? right? She's actually talking about the, the inflation, the inflationary reset that leads up to that moment. So there's a period of time where... They're, they're printing money, inflation erodes the, the value of the dollar Which and continues to do reset. that. And then there's the moment right. when it gets reset, right? right? So that yeah. there's a difference there. And so we always want to clarify that when we're talking Thank to you guys because we get lots of questions that right. are around and, that. And it's the same thing with when you use the term hyperinflation, right? There's inflation and then there's hyperinflation. What's the difference between the two? The speed. Mm -hmm. So it's the same thing in the reset. It's the speed that things, because inflation itself is constantly resetting the value of the currency. Mm -hmm. Where, wherever you are in the world, it's baked into the design of it. But if they can keep it so that you don't notice it, then you basically are volunteering your wealth and, and your labor and you don't even realize it. Mm -hmm. So thank you for clarifying that. Um, you know, to me, we, to me, right, I mean, we've been, Every single person alive has been living through the reset since the day that they were born and the value of the currency is being reset. But I'm not talking about the big boom overnight event. Right. That lies in our future. So, you know, when that happens and you're looking at any wealth that you're holding in the system or even when the inflation is really starting to heat up in your wife's 401k, you're not likely to be able to protect it in the value inside of the 401k, you're going to have to protect it outside. And there are formulas 
that we use to determine what the true fundamental value of one ounce of gold is, and that's how you protect those investments. So that, that's, that's the beauty of a truly diversified portfolio. Okay, you've got all those intangibles inside of the 401k. Have some physical gold outside of the 401k that if everything in the 401k goes to zero, this is going up, and that's how you really do it. Because unless you can do um, an in-service withdrawal rollover election, which would then enable you to take a certain amount, it's, it's usually either 50% or up to 50,000. Now, I haven't looked at it in a while, so maybe the rules have changed. Then you can take some of that money out, uh, roll it into an IRA, and then you can take a distribution from the IRA, pay your taxes, or maybe you can borrow. So there are some ways that you may be able to pull some money out of the 401k, but if you cannot, and then the best way to do it, in my opinion, is to balance it out with real money gold. All right, perfect. So Alicia M., what is your opinion on what will happen to other countries' currencies when the U.S. dollar resets, and in particular, Canada? Well, in particular, Canada, since they've gotten rid of all of their gold, I would make sure that I had my own central bank and had lots of gold because um, this is a global event. It's not just one place. It's not just happening in the U.S. So initially, what you're going to see all right, when the dollar goes down, maybe the Canadian dollar will go up. But in a reset scenario, they're all hyperinflating and they're all crashing. So you really need to have your gold. And that's what's going to happen. All right, Tom V asks, the repo market has been going crazy lately. How much longer do you think it can go on with the Fed pumping billions into it? Well, the interesting thing about the Fed pumping billions um, into it, and I haven't had a chance to look at this yet, but I was just talking about it with, um, with Chris Rice and Pimpy, and uh, George Gammon just did a great video on what's happening with the Fed pumping billions into the repo market. But beyond that, what they're doing is they're also doing reverse repos which pull money out of it. So it's kind of a zero net sum game. It's just to kind of keep everything going because so what, they keep have liquidity in it. Exactly. And and you know, pull it in, take it out because of all of the money printing that they've done and all of the savings that are happening in the banks right now, people 27.3% savings rate, uh, the banks are awash with too much liquidity. So they're just, yeah, the, mar the repo market going crazy is both in and out, the reverse repos as well, because every time the central bank does something, there are unintended consequences. It's, it's like a domino effect, and they do this, and this impacts this, and this, and this, and then they have to try and figure out how they're going to manage all of that and when it gets too crazy. So I think it's an indication that they're losing control, number one. Um, and I also, how much longer? Well, it's a con game and it's confidence. So as long as they can maintain the confidence of, I don't want to really want to say the banks um, and the hedge funds because 
we've already seen with the IBORs that the banks have lost a lot of confidence, but they have confidence that the Fed will keep printing money and will keep inventing all of these different things to attempt to keep this game going longer. I don't know how much longer, but not. I would think not much. An indication, uh, you know, the repo market has been obviously broken since September 2019. There's been a lot of things, though, that have been broken for a while in the in the economy. It's, it's funny because somebody said today in the comments, they're like, I wonder how long Lynette's been saying the same thing. And I said, well, she, and I, I responded back, she hasn't been saying the same thing ever. I said, is the end result the same? Yeah, but it, it's constantly evolving. The What happens, right. the machinations, all the changes, it's constantly evolving. So you're constantly saying different things. The end result, obviously, we is know the is the same. Right. But um, uh, I forgot where I was going with that before you. Uh, well, the timing, right? Right, the timing piece. And it's hard to know exactly when it's going to happen because... It's just constantly evolving, and they, they're, everything's experimental at this point. Oh, yeah. It's been experimental. I mean, they've been doing experimental stuff now for 10 years, and it's, so it's hard to know for you. People always want to know, tell me when it's going to happen. It's impossible to know, right? We, we have a feeling, like, with everything heating up that it could be soon, but it's so difficult with all the different different changes and, right. you know, ne next experiment, central bank it. digital currencies, and how can they manipulate right. it that way? And Exactly. That's why you just got to have your insurance policy in place with gold and silver now, and then you can just live life and not stress out as much about it. Get your whole plan in place, right? Right. Food, water, water energy, energy, security, security barterability, wealth, wealth preservation, preservation, community. Oh, you almost did it. Yes. You almost, almost got, got it. it all. But um, yeah, I mean, what are you going to do? Do it right one second? If you knew one second before the whole system was going to collapse, what would you do? Just wait until that one second before? This takes time. It truly takes time. So get it in place now and you don't have to worry about it. Um, but I think that when they are ready for the digital, and I want to make this point too, because a lot of people think that, oh, okay, well, the reset, when we go to the digital dollar, then the, the reset's going to be done. And that would be a no, because they usually three times, they, they have to burn off the rest of this debt. So they're going to tell you this is going to fix everything, but they're not going to change their behavior. So it's not going to fix anything. And they cannot, they, they cannot, the new system, as far as I've been able to, to determine, the new system is also, they're planning on making it debt-based. Well, they can't make it debt-based if we're already can't pay that debt. They're mm -hmm. going to have to get rid of that debt and burn it off. So do not be fooled and do not be lulled into a false sense of security because you think, oh, okay, well, they'll just do the digital dollar and everything's going to be fine. No, no, no. We have to finalize the wealth transfer so that we start all over from scratch. And I don't know how many times they're going to lop off zeros and try all these kinds of you know, funny business, but history tells us an average of three times. So there's that's a good point to that question that we had earlier too about if gold goes to fifty thousand, are you gonna, you know, do you cash it in? The answer there is no because you got to wait and see what's gonna happen too. Exactly. So only exactly. only only and, and only convert what you need to for whatever you need to at the time. Exactly, and you know a really good indication when it really is fully time to start. Um, shifting out of gold into some other things. So you should always have a base of, that's your savings, right? So you should always have that base 
will be uh, the different patterns, right? The cup formation, because the cup formation is an indication of the smart money accumulating, right? So, you know, just, just keep watching and I'll tell you what I'm doing for myself as we're going through it. And then you do whatever feels right to you. All right, so what do you got this week? Uh, well, I was on with Chris Rice and Pimpy uh, yesterday. That was yesterday? Yep, that was yesterday. And we really covered a lot of topics, and it was it was a lot of fun. You don't want to miss that one. Go and go and watch that one. It's out now. And next week, I'm going to be on with Daniela Cambone on Stan, Stansbury Research. And we had a great time the last time. She asked fabulous questions. So I'm excited to be back with her. And I also get to go to Miami. So you want to stay tuned to our socials because Edgar's going with. And uh, so Jacqueline and Megan, we're, we're all going. And we're going to do a lot of behind the scenes stuff. It's uh, sold out. It's the Rebel Capitalist Live event in Miami. But it is Hosted sold out. Hosted by George Gammon. Hosted by George Gammon. Absolutely. So I'm excited to be there. And uh, for those that are going, I will see you there. And yeah. again, for those behind the scenes, you're going to put them on Twitter or Instagram? Both. Okay. So on the Instagram is at Lynette Zhang and Twitter is at ITM Trading underscore Zhang. And if you haven't already, please subscribe and turn on those bell notifications and we will let you know when we're going live. And if you like this, please give us a thumbs up, leave a comment and share. Share this with everybody that you care about because it's important. How many times can you be lied to when you do not know the truth? That's what we try and help you understand what the truth is so that you can make educated choices that actually support and put your best interest first. So, huh, tomorrow, time. well, till next time, yes, but there's a lot of questions oh, around Basel III. Yes, tons. Uh, and I'm, I can tell you I'm not 100% finished yet, but this is going to be a good one. You do not want to miss the one tomorrow. Um, we're going to go live with that. Let's see. It's going to have to be in the afternoon. It's going to have to be in the afternoon. Probably closer to 3. Maybe so. Two or three. Yeah. Subscribe. Hit that button. We will let you know because we've got a whole bunch of stuff going. But I, I can tell you this is going to be one of the better ones. So you totally want to watch this. So until then, you know it is totally time to cover your assets. And here at ITM Trading, we use the Wealth Shield. And of course, real money, physical gold and silver in your possession is the foundation, but you need all those other things in the mantra, food, water, energy, security, community, and shelter, as well as your barter ability and your wealth preservation. So until tomorrow, please be safe out there. Bye-bye.